another exciting episode of the Excuse Me podcast. I'm Vicki Guinetto, your host. And also, I just want to say happy 2021, everyone. Thank you to everyone who shows me love each and every week. To all my favorite listeners and subscribers who comment, like, uh, download, and submit their fan questions each week for my guests. You guys are awesome. I can't do this without all of you. I'm on season two, guys, and this is so exciting for me. I didn't think that I would last this long in the podcast world, but here we are today. I'm ready to present another exciting guest for all of you. Guys, she is my friend. She is a former WWE superstar. She is also a mom-to-be, and we're going to listen to her exciting life with her husband, on a beautiful ranch of over 50 acres, and we're even gonna talk about chickens. So grab some popcorn, grab a beverage, and enjoy this episode. Excuse me! Hey everyone, it's Vicki Guerrero, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Excuse Me Podcast. This week, I am so happy to have this special woman on my show. We worked a little bit together in WWE, I love her to pieces. She has a lot going on in her life and I can't wait to share with all of you. Please welcome Sarah Rowe. Hi, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on my show. Uh, we, uh, I, I, just, I just have to laugh because um, your pregnancy takes me back to when I was pregnant. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure like you can't help but like go there just to be like, whoa, that, that was a thing that happened to me as well. Yeah, you know, because the funny story, uh, I'll, I'll tell everybody else, in, is that uh, Sarah had lost track of time. And <laughs> and so I was worried about her more for her safety or her health. I was like, oh, my God, is she okay? Hey, do I need to, wh- what do I need to do? Because I was waiting for her to get on the interview. And then uh, she said, oh, no, I just lost track of time. And I thought, I get it. Like, yes, <laughs> I understand that so much. It's not like I was even doing anything cool. I was just sitting on my couch, like watching TV. And I was like, crap, crap. No, it's okay. I I would take you at midnight. That's how important you are to me. So not not to worry. (laughs) So for my my fans and followers who may not be familiar with Sarah Rowe, you might know her from uh, the WWE as Sarah Logan. She was part of the Riot Squad with Mm. Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. And, um, I, I am so happy you're here. You look beautiful being oh, pregnant. Thank you. Yeah, and so everyone that needs to uh, know, uh, she, you were actually, you're the first Viking character. Is that correct, like in the wrestling industry? Because I don't remember anyone else being a Viking character. Um, I don't, as far as like, especially like as far as WWE goes, um, it's like a woman Viking character. No, not really. And like, um, you know, there was like the berserkers and stuff like that, you know, back, back in the day. Uh, but as far as like women goes, uh, it's, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Cause when you came in, you know, from NXT and y'all came on the road, I was so intrigued with your character first. Cause the riot squad was so cool, but you know, for your character is not far from your actual lifestyle and your personal life. Correct. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Me and, yeah. uh, me and Eric, from the Viking Raiders were married. Yes. Well, even though a lot of people think I'm married to Ivar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, let's get the do... story straight. All right. Yes. Everyone back on, on track. Yes. I'm like, I'm married to the, to the, to the bald bearded tattooed <laughs> guy. Um, but, uh, we actually do like Viking living history, um, here in Cleveland. We kind of brought it, we started in Florida, uh, been, been to Cleveland and we've actually traveled the world. Like we just did this, uh, not just did, but we have done a big festival in Denmark where there's like 300 Vikings at this like big festival. And it's just kind of, everything has to be historically accurate. And like, that's what I love about it. I am a big history nerd. So, um, you know, we kind of played TV Vikings on, um, on TV, but, uh, but I really love the, the Viking history and kind of how it shaped Europe and even, you know, every, everything else. You know, so this is really interesting because, um, you know, you were, you're one of the, the many that was released by WWE during the COVID and your, your lifestyle has become very active on Instagram. And I always follow all, all of you beautiful women. And so it seems like you just got a lot of exposure after being in WWE because you have your Instagram and you're letting people in on your personal life with your husband, Eric. Um, did y'all have that Viking uh, mentality or lifestyle growing up for both of y'all or was it something y'all just came together and said hey i you know let's try this viking lifestyle i mean how did that come to fruit um so i grew up um like i have, I have a lot of family from my like, eastern kentucky uh the reason i got into wrestling because i lived in louisville for a long time but um i i grew up like i you know the viking lifestyle as like the modern thing is kind of being like self-sufficient you know in a way and um my family was very, you know, kind of backwoods, like stay to ourselves, don't want to come up on the property and announce kind of thing. Yeah. Ray, uh, Eric, Ray, my husband, his, um, his life, he grew up in like the streets of like, not the streets necessarily, but like downtown Cleveland, like in the city, like Cleveland proper, like kind of where Bone Thugs and Harmony are from. So yeah. he had a completely different upbringing than me. But we both love history and we love um, like providing for ourselves. And um, it took me some doing to get ready to move so far out of the city. Um, but especially with like the COVID stuff and all the uncertainty going around, we're very thankful that we live kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And like, I know my neighbors, I know, you know, I, I trust everyone I live with and I have enough land and I have enough resources that if like, things were to go even crazier, like we would be okay. And that's especially important now that we're bringing another life form into this world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is that, um, I, you know, I just got my concealed license, uh, to carry. And so oh, I, yeah. I love to go to the shooting range. Um, and it was so funny that I was going to talk to you because we're getting ready to buy some land and go out. I live in Houston and we're going out into the country probably like an oh, okay. hour from the city, which I, it's so beautiful because there's trees and there's ponds and we're closer to the, the water so we can fish. And um, so I always wanted to raise some chickens. And so my husband's like, well, I don't know anything about chickens. I'm like, well, I have the perfect guest I'm going to interview. And I'm going to ask her how, do you have any advice for me in raising chickens on our, on our land? Uh, one thing I will tell you is the amount of chickens you think you're going to get is going to be much more. So always plan. Oh, really? <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna get five chickens. No, you're not. You're gonna have like 30 chickens super quick. Um, 
they like to play with each other right yeah and like they so I'm I grew up very much in the mentality like animals are food or they work they have some purpose in the house like I we didn't have a dog that just was a pet it did something like if they were hunting if they were protecting livestock if they were like sure we love them and they were pets but they weren't just to sit in the house so I grew I got these chickens very much with the mentality of like these are for eggs like we don't have meat chickens I hate processing birds I just can't be bothered to do I'd rather hunt a deer or butcher a cow or something but we got these chickens because me and Ray collectively eat like 18 eggs a day just me and him Wow. We, we, we love eggs, big, big egg family. And, um, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get chickens just for eggs, but like chickens are so fun. And we, especially because we free range our chickens, they just go wherever they want. And, um, they are just very, they're, they never stop working for one. They're always doing something. They're hilarious. They pick on each other all the time. They're also very mean because they're little dinosaurs and they eat anything. So you have any food scraps, I'm talking anything from meat to vegetables to anything in your house besides like avocados, oddly enough, uh, the chickens after you're done with whatever and you're done eating, just throw it outside and the chickens will ravage it. That's incredible because, you know, we were talking about getting like a cow and my husband's very worried about, you know, the sign of times, like, you know, with where the world's going and all the craziness and mm-hmm. he wanted to get property to where we, like, we know who's coming in our long driveway. We know who's coming. There's a gate that will let you in and out. So if you get out, it's because we're letting you out, not because you, know, <laughs> you don't belong there. Yeah. And so the, the whole idea of watching your Instagram is fascinating to me because this is how my, my grandparents used to live. You know, they, they uh, raise their, their cattle, they raise their pigs and they process the meat and then they put it in their freezer and they had abundance of food always. I mean, there was never um, a reason to really go to the grocery store except for like cleaners or whatever it is that my grandmother mm-hmm. needed. So it was very common for me to see the animals, you know, you raise them, you get close to them, but then you don't see them the next time you come on vacation. You're like, well, where, where's Harold, you know? And you know, we all knew the answer, but you know, you just have to ask anyway. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> <But> sure. <laughs> and it's so fascinating, and I think it's incredible you guys are are doing this. And I, I noticed that you guys were getting some cyberbullying, you know, on your on your yeah. page, and it's just so disheartening because I I just I, I love your lifestyle. I think it's smart. I think it's you know, back in the day, you know when. Jesus and the disciples were going on and, you know, and they, they all cavemen, they ate what they hunted, you know, and that's how they, they use their resources as like the circle of life. Um, how many animals do you have on your farm and what's life like on a daily basis for Sarah and, and Ray? <laughs> um, so currently I have uh, three cows. I have three Highland cows, Highland Scottish cows, like the fuzzy ones that everyone freaks out about. But in, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, we have, we get terrible weather a lot because of the, the lake, you know, we get lake effect snow from Lake Erie. So weather here can go from fine to terrible, just like that. So Highland cows are very durable. So we have three, we have one bull and two heifers. Um, the heifers have, they're pregnant. Uh, me and one of, me and one of the heifers <laughs> will be having our babies kind of around the same time. Um, but so they'll have, you know, babies here soon. Um, and Highland cows can like reproduce for like 18 years. Like cows have, a, especially girls have like a long shelf life. So like, we're going to keep 
kind of our girls in the herd. And then every couple of years we'll butcher a bull and get another one. Or if um, say one of the, it's inevitable, one of the girls is going to have a, um, a boy at some point, uh, we'll, you know, make, turn him into a steer and we'll, you know, fatten him up for, cause we only grass feed, we don't corn feed. So instead of taking like a year and a half to get an animal to like a butchering weight, it takes us like three years. Yeah. Um, so we have, uh, those cows and then we have 27 chickens <laughs> currently. <laughs> what did you, what number did you start out with in chickens? We started off with, um, 12 chickens that we raised from like little babies. Um, they were like a day old. We, we got them, brought them here. We raised them. Um, and we have a lot of predators in our area, like especially hawks, there's hawks everywhere. And we started just losing chickens when we started free ranging them. I would just, cause I count them every night and I would go to count them and we just have one less chicken. I'm like, crap. Like, how do I, Oh no. Besides me just standing outside with a freaking rifle all day, like, and you know, hawks are a protected species. I don't want to shoot. Like, like, how do I help this matter? And then I started looking into roosters because uh-huh. roosters are not only do they fertilize your eggs so you can grow more chickens, um, they are like your flocks protectors, but I learned very quick. There's different kinds of rooster you can get. So I rescued a rooster from the Cleveland, um, dog shelter. They had a rooster. They knew I raised <laughs> chickens. So they called me. I was like, sure, I'll try. This rooster ended up being a terror. He was, uh, he, I saw your Instagram post where he attacked you. Yes. And he attacked, he, he shanked me in my kneecap and I ended up having to go to the hospital and get on antibiotics because of the stupid freaking and of course I'm, I'm panicking more because I'm pregnant right and I'm trying to I'm trying to murder this rooster but I can't catch him <laughs> it was just a very so he's gone <laughs> Shocking. Oh, no. um and then we have we have a new rooster his name's Chip he's twice as big as the other rooster and he because even with the first rooster we were still losing chickens so I'm like the hell are you even here for you keep attacking me the chickens <laughs> do your Um, job yeah like I'm like what you're worthless like what are you doing you have to earn your keep to stay here like legit you're out um and uh so he so we got a new rooster and we haven't lost one chicken since this rooster will constantly be like looking at the sky and if he sees even like a cloud come over he lets out this big call and the all the hens from we have 50 acres all the hens from all around the farm will sprint towards the coop and he sits outside the coop and watches over the chickens that's incredible. It, it has been, it's one, it's cool to watch, you know, and like two, it, I just love knowing that like I can go somewhere because I've left and came back and a, and a hawk had killed five of my chickens. Like, and you're just like, what do I do? Because the chickens are so happy, free ranging. They're so happy. Yeah. You know, they're not cooped up all day. They get to yeah. go wherever they want. And you can tell it makes them really happy to do that. But I'm like, I don't want you guys to die. So <laughs> it, uh, it's become a, a very big learning curve because I, I grew up on a farm and when I was younger, but the gender roles are really big in my family. Like I wanted to farm, I wanted to hunt, but I was a girl. So I could have helped a little bit do those things, but I, my grandpa, my papas and uncles and my dad were like, come on girl, let's go do it. And now that everyone's grown up, I'm the only one who still hunts and farms, which is kind of funny. Wow. But, uh, me and Ray are just kind of learning all this stuff as we go. Like it's winter now. So we're learning how to winterize our farm. Like how do we keep the water from freezing? Um, 
where we live, it's really muddy. We're like, how do we kind of keep the cows out of the mud? And because I wake up every morning, I, you know, I freaking let the chickens out. I give hay to the cows. I give them some oats sometimes if they want treats. My bull will literally scream at me until I give him oats. <laughs> he screams. Like, it's not a moo. It sounds like an elk. Like, he just screams at me. <laughs> And what other animals do you have? Um, and then I just have a pit bull. I have a, uh, a pit bull we rescued when we first moved to Ohio. Um, I think we're going to get sheep soon, but we're trying to do like one animal a year uh, because we're not grain feeding and because we're not, um, you know, super experienced farmers. We're trying not to overwhelm ourselves and our land. Like we don't know what our land can, granted we have 50 acres, but I don't want to, I like to rotate pastures. So I don't okay. have to always, but like during the winter, I buy hay, but during the summer, my cows, I just move them to different plots of land every few days. And um, it helps like regenerate the soil. And then the chickens, it's actually awesome to watch. So you put cows on the land first, the cows eat, uh, eat up all the grasses and they crap everywhere. Cause that's what they do. And they push their, um, they push their poop into the ground and the chickens will come to the cow poop and eat the larva, all the fly larva and all the bug stuff. And they'll actually spread their manure around the pasture. Then the sheep Incredible. come in, the sheeps eat like stuff that the cows won't eat. And then you move them off that thing. And there's so much CO2 that's put back into the ground. When the grass grows the next time, it's even bigger and fuller. And there's more, it's called regenerative farming. So we're trying to really focus on that and not kind of not always be like what can we get out of this land but like when if cash wants to grow up and start a farm here this land out here is gonna there's gonna be more grasses than he can you know freaking throw a rock out out there yeah so with you um of course you're gonna have a baby boy which um his name is cash (laughs) and so how is it how's your pregnancy been i mean because you're doing it i mean through your youtube channel and your Instagram, you're very busy. I mean, of course, there's a lot of things to do on the farm and not only just doing that, but you're a wife and you're getting ready to, you know, expect <laughs> your baby boy. Um, h- how has that been? I mean, has that been hard? And especially with Eric going, you know, to WWE to work, do you have help or how are you doing it all? Um, so when COVID happened, I got, um, I was one of the, you know, 50 wrestlers, 150 employees with WWE that got laid off. And I've only been wrestling since I was 17. Like that has been my only like real job since I was 17 years old. Right. Wow. So I didn't know a life outside of wrestling. I'm like, crap. Like, you know, it just, you know, one phone call and you, it's, it's, it's done. Know. You know? Yeah. And um, so I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I kind of had to, you know, like cry about it, reset, like crap. What, uh, yeah. what am I going to do? And me and Ray were talking and like, we're like, well, I'm going to have more time at home, obviously. And we're wanting to start this farm. And because Ray is still with WWE, we're in a financial position where I don't have to necessarily have a job. Right. I've had a paying job since I was 15 years old. Right. Like I've never trusted anyone to take care of me. Like that was just not a, a yeah, thing. You hold right? your own pretty well, girl. You really yeah. Do. I was like, <laughs> I was, you know, I was like, oh, that's a little, little nerve wracking <laughs> for me, but you know, it's, it's my husband. So like, no, if who else is going to, if not him. Right. <laughs> um, so then me and Ray were waiting. Um, I'm 27 right now. 
um, we were waiting. We're like, when I turn 30, no matter what's happening with WB, we're going to try to have a kid. Race 36, you know, and we're just trying to, you know, have one or two kids before he gets too old. And so he's not, you know, 60 when they're in their, you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're like, screw it. Like, let's have a kid. Let's start a farm. Let's been doing all, let's do all these things that we've kind of put on the back burner because we're traveling and working so much. And um, it took us less than a month to get pregnant. Like it was <laughs> crazy. Like I'm Amazing glad we're when never you're like, home, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we were never like, let's just see what happens one time. Cause it just took one time. Um, and so we got pregnant immediately and we're like, ah, oh, crap. Like, okay, that's cool. And Luckily, I've been able to, my pregnancy has been boringly normal, which is amazing. Um, I've been able to, there's not been a farm chore that I haven't been able to do. Like I make, take me some more time. Like I'm a little more out of breath than normal. Yeah. Walk a little slower. (laughs) Yeah. But I, you know, I can still get it done. Um, My mom lives about an hour from here. She comes in, she loves the animals. She's going to have a rough time when we butcher our bull. Um, oh no <laughs> yeah I'm gonna, probably won't talk to me for a couple of weeks um <laughs> then I'll give her a steak and she'll be fine but yeah <laughs> it's kind of like empowering it like it lets you know that like you know like every pregnancy is different and I've been lucky to be able to because I've been working out consistently I've been farming consistently and um it kind of like is empowering as like a woman to be like yeah I'm not much pregnant but I'm still hunting like I've killed uh two hogs I've killed a bear and three deer since I've been pregnant like I've been hunting and you know going outdoors and I hunted bears in the mountains of West Virginia and it's just it's been kind of like I want to see what I can do but also like this is my first time being pregnant so I probably should not just go like I hunted too (laughs) many times like I set too many times and my back went out so I had to be like okay that was too much sitting like we'll we'll back off (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, it's incredible. And, you know, I'm learning a lot from you watching your IG. I I love, I love your lifestyle. I think it's so incredible how you're living off the land. Um, and you're processing what, whatever y'all are killing, correct? You and you may do that. So y'all must have some kind of great facility because that's a big process to do. And is it just you and Ray doing that by yourselves? Yeah. Like right. This machine right here is a, um, is a vacuum sealer for deer. <laughs> we just kind of leave it out during, during like hunting season. But uh, all you really need is like somewhere to string the deer up. So like some rope in a tree, um, a meat grinder and some like Ziploc bags, like to, to get your deer done. Um, and we take it very seriously that like we hunt for our freezer. So like this year, I probably won't even get like a big buck. Like if I see one, obviously I'm going to shoot it one it's beautiful and two I'm not I I can shoot three does and they're not going to be as much meat as that one buck because bucks right. are mature animals um but this year I probably won't even get a buck like I'm going to hunt one last time next week I'll shoot a couple does and just so I can like know that my freezer is going to be filled you know when I'm and we save so much money on groceries like we might spend $50 on groceries I bet like maybe yeah. a week, you know, like our, all of our, like I'll sit out every week and I'm like, all right, we're having liver, we're having deer liver, like then we're going to have some deer heart for breakfast and then I'll do a bear roast or a bear meatloaf or like, and 
just I can kind of sit there hunt when I'm hunting and be and be like I'm going to be able to turn this animal into so many like beautiful things like I even use their yeah. bones I make bone broth we use their um we use their pelts and like they're all over my house they're like for rugs and carpets and we do the viking stuff so we make clothes out of them and there's our uh my dog eats she loves deer feet she eats the crap out of those wow. and leftovers my chickens eat which then I eat because I eat their eggs. Like there's a deer skin out there right now. I just have it tipped over to where the non-first side is up and the chickens just love it. So is it true that the snakes, do you see a lot of snakes around the chicken eggs? A lot of snakes? No, I haven't ran into, we have, we did the kind of cry once, buy once with our coop. We bought a solid coop, which is another thing that like you need to make sure, especially living in Texas, where there's so many predators and you know you guys have snakes that i wouldn't even dream of out here right it had like buy a coop or make a coop if you're able we're not craftsmen we're not <laughs> i raise <laughs> animals i don't build stuff um that that is like solid that you you know if you close that door nothing is getting in there and of course you'll okay. have to you know once years go by you'll have to do more things but like we have a lot of uh, cowdies out here. We have a lot of measles and fox and everything's trying to survive. You know, everything's trying to eat. And chickens yeah. are literally, you can either fight or flight. Chickens can't fight and they cannot fly very well. So, they, so they're, they're going to die. There. So, yeah. um, you know, we have these wild hogs here in Houston that are like over yes. 300 pounds. Yes. They are little sons of biscuits that, I mean, I would say a lot worse words about them, mm -hmm. but they will come and their tusk, they just tear up the front yards here. Like they'll come through and your yard could be destroyed within an hour because there's, there's like, they walk like in tens and 20, you oh, know, yeah. packs. I mean, and they're scary looking. I mean, it looks like a, almost like a, almost like a, probably like a big bear if you're looking at night, you know, watching them, you know, around the street. And so they told us, you know, if you're going to get land, you need to protect everything. And so that's what I was asking you. I, I was picturing a chicken coop that has like a hamster house where my husband can make like these tunnels where they can like walk from one thing to the other and like they're safe and then put some music on for them and like, you know, like give them a little swimming pool to swim in. But, you know, he's like, no, they need to be on the land, you know. But I, I see your point though. I mean, I'm not scared. I think if I saw a chicken die in front of me, I'd probably cry. <laughs> It's like the, the first time we lost chickens, it was like, we, we lost five at once the first time. Like we didn't have, um, we had a run built for them and there was this much space and the top, we had like a tarp, but it wasn't quite big enough. There was like this much space and a hawk got in there. And the thing with chickens is a lot of oh. rodents when they're being, when they're in danger, they stop and they freeze, right? Chickens don't stop and freeze. So when an animal say the hawk only wants to kill one chicken, but the chickens are going crazy. The hawk can't help itself. It has to keep killing. It like doesn't know what's going on. Oh my it's, God. So the chickens will actually end up getting themselves more killed because they're just pissing everyone off. And like, <laughs> I've hunted wild hogs in Florida. I haven't hunted any in Texas yet. Um, but they're they're mean. Like they rip off each other's ears. Like I've never I've never harvested a wild hog that didn't have some kind of infection or didn't have scars, especially for the sows, like the female hogs. They have three litters a year. With yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're just getting like bred all the time and having babies, and they're so they're either real fat from being pregnant or like super emaciated because they're trying to recover from being pregnant. Yeah, there's a lot of ranches here in Houston that they're paying people 
um, if you if you bring your your guns and then you take a helicopter ride and you can hunt for them because these farmers are they're so over infestated with these hogs that they're like um, you pay for the helicopter ride then you can shoot as many as you want and they mm -hmm. don't care because they're just, just they're taking over all these farms and um, I, that's my one thing we want to do probably around March we want to go hunting by helicopter I think that'd be fascinating to me it's it's <laughs> definitely like crazy and like you got to think about it as like you are there well we're those pigs only predators right. in in texas right they're not really supposed to be in texas but texas loves getting animals that aren't really supposed to be there and putting them <laughs> on a ranch <laughs> like there's more tigers in captivity in texas than i think in the wild yeah. yes ever. you're right yeah <laughs> so it's that like i like hunting them in florida because like uh we bow hunted them and hogs are hard as hell to kill with a bow i learned they're fast yeah and the where I hunted them in Florida, they weren't eating like trash. So I was able to eat them. Like a lot of the hogs in Texas, unfortunately, are just eating garbage. So if yeah. you eat garbage, you're going to taste like garbage. Like a lot of Americans nowadays would taste like garbage because that's all they eat is yeah. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any crazy uh, cravings with your pregnancy? Um, I didn't really... Honestly, I think my cravings before I was pregnant were so strong that they're not <laughs> much different, not pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, I've always just really wanted the potato salad, but my food aversions were, were like, I didn't get nauseous. I didn't get sick, really. Wow, like I had some motion awesome. sickness issues, um, like in the car, but I never like, you know, had like morning sickness or anything like that. Um, but there was a good, probably four weeks where I didn't want to eat steak and I ate two steaks a day before I got wow. pregnant. So I was really, I have a heartburn all the time now. That's a, it's My a big difference so in diet of how the pregnancy affects the body. Yeah. And like, it was really discouraging to me because like I was so health conscious before, like what I put in my body. Right. And you want to even be more health conscious with a child like that, you know, yeah. feeding someone else. But like, I just, it was to the point where I'm like, do I just not eat anything or do I eat something that's not going to be necessarily as good, good for me, but it's calories. Like my first right. trimester was just like, I need calories because I'm like, I lost weight in my first trimester and I wasn't throwing up. I just didn't want to eat. Yeah. Like my body was just like, I would eat, like, I would eat something. I'd be like, uh, I'm okay. Yeah. It was so frustrating. So like, I was like. I'll eat these gummy worms, I guess, or I'll eat. And as my pregnancy <laughs> went on, it got a little better, but I'll still have days. And like, I feel like it's when Ray leaves, I guess I'm not as like, um, relaxed. My body's like, we're, we're, we don't want to eat. Like, we're just going to. Wow. <laughs> which I'm hoping that that's because I'm having a home birth. Like if Ray is not here, when I go into labor, I'm going to just freak out. But I don't think my body, because I'm so nervous about that happening, is going to let me go into labor. <laughs> when he's well, your mom instincts are going to, they're going to set in and you're going to, you're going to know how to take care of yourself, which, you know, brings me when you're talking about your home birth. Um, I want to bring up your YouTube, which is the wild and free show. Yeah. Which you talk about that with your having a home birth. And um, you also show your Viking wedding with, with Ray on that as well, which was beautiful. Thank it was you. so great. I saw Liv and, and Ruby, which it was just so awesome to see that. Um, I commend you on a home birth. I think that's incredible. And I love how, you know, it's, it's your decision and you're not knocking, you know, being in a hospital, you know, some, everyone has their own right to decide what kind of birth they want. 
and I think it's beautiful that you know you're you're doing the research, you're getting the you're being educated, and you have the, you have that person to help you prepare. And I think that's that's incredible. I mean, how how what's your thinking now today? You know, from where you decided to start the home birth to today, do you feel ready? Because it's gonna um, it's happening pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> I like I go through things where I'm like I'm ready, then I'm like I'm not ready, and then I'm like it's fine, and then I'm like oh my god. Um, Luckily, so Ray's family, um, Ray has um, three sisters and two of his sisters, um, one of his sisters has had all three of her kids at home. Ray's mom has had four out of five of her kids at home. And they're, uh, they're, the, the moms in his family are part of a, it's called the Lalecha League. It's, um, you know, for natural breastfeeding mothers. So like the yeah. home birth support system within Ray's family honestly, is the reason we moved to Cleveland. Like I was like, if I'm going to start a family, I wanted to be around this support system. And absolutely, my mom uh, had me when she was 17 and she had a Baptist father and was a preacher daughter and super scandalous, right? She yeah. did not have a good birth experience. So like, I just really <laughs> wanted to make sure that I did what I thought was going to give me the best birth experience. You know, your labor is going to go so much better if you're comfortable and you're, con- right. you know, as confident as you can be being a first time mom. But like, I have a lot of friends that do hospital births because they're going to be most comfortable at the hospital and awesome. Your births probably can go better that way, but I'm going to feel more comfortable at home simply for a fact that like, I don't trust doctors, you know, fully. Like if I need to talk about that. Yeah. You do talk about that on your, on your channel. Yeah. Like in our, you know, we just re rebranded. It's uh, Roseborg TV now. Um, and we try to follow and talk about our lives kind of in a way that is super real to us because it is, you know, where like our channel isn't about one thing specifically. Like sometimes we're hunters, sometimes we're farmers, sometimes I'm a mom, sometimes we're, you know, traveling and doing some Viking stuff. Like it's, it's kind of a one-stop shop for all our nerdiness in one. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's very entertaining. And I, I've been watching you for so long that I, I was like, I want to have you on my show. And, you know, just by when I put it on the on the internet that I was going to have you, the incredible um, response from all my fans, they love you to pieces, you know? Uh-huh. And so they, they sent a lot of questions and a lot of them were repetitive from what someone else had asked. Um mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you some, I'm going to let you know some of the questions that they asked you and, uh, and just know that you are so loved and missed Sarah from the uh-huh. wrestling industry. I, I, I do. Cause like I said, I've been wrestling since I was 17. Like it is, it is something that is like, well, always no one retires from wrestling. I don't care who right. you are. Yeah. No, you might I take know. a break. You might take a break, but you're yeah. not retired. <laughs> yeah. You so. can take the, you can take the woman out of the ring, but you can't take the ring out of the woman. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. So here's your first one from Jazzy Bella. She says, I loved you in WWE. My question is, what are you looking forward to with being a first time mom? I'm looking forward to offering a human being stability and like consistency and me and Ray, you know, we're, we make such a great team and I want to not only like see what we create together, but like, I want to pass, you know, what we've learned and like what we've created onto someone else and like see that grow. And that that's what I'm most looking forward to. <laughs> 
That's so amazing because you're going to take this generation that you're creating and then he's going to pass it on to his family and then his kids. I mean, it just keeps going and going. And that's so incredible because kids today are in video games and, you know, and they're not, they don't go outside and play. And we used to drink out water hoses and there was a neighbor that had her little kid. And I was like, just take a drink out of the water hoses. She freaked out. I'm like, uh, lady, I drank probably 10 years of my life out of a water hose <laughs> whenever we were done, you know, riding bikes in the neighborhood. 100%. You know, so it, it's great that you're showing, you're going to show cash, you know, how your lifestyle is and how he can have these resources to, to learn from and to take it to his family. I think that's incredible. Because like kids back in the day used to have like a purpose, right? They weren't just born and stuck in the house. Like they were expected to do things on to help out the family and like cash is going to be expected you know of course when he gets to a certain age he's going to be expected to do things and like I'm going to encourage him to like like all right you want money like go out go out on the curb and sell some chicken eggs or like you know and that'll be your money like we'll buy you five chickens you will buy you the coop and you are in charge of these chickens you know just kind of raising him in learning responsibilities Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. So Carlos Salas wants to ask you, Sarah, what is your favorite raffle rifle that you own? My personal favorite is my Marlin 4570 Gov. I personally like uh, my 350 legend. Um, it is a straight wall cartridge so I can hunt whitetail in Ohio with it. Um, and it's, it's like my go-to kind of thing. I do have a 17 HMR. That's like my predator gun. Like if I see something messing with my chickens, I can't tell you how many things I've shot off this back porch with this little 17 HMR. So I really like that too. <laughs> that would be true one of those. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so Trisha uh, wants to ask, Trisha Geinhart asks you, hi, my name is Trisha. I'm a huge fan of you, Sarah, and the whole Riot Squad. I'm training in a wrestling school right now. And is there any advice you can give me to make it to WWE NXT in the future? So what I did, um, I, anywhere that said yes, maybe, or possibly, I drove there, right? I lived in Louisville, Kentucky. It was very central. I, like, I, I got asked at a certain point, like, just doing WWE extra stuff. Like, people are like, do you work here yet? Because I just kept showing up. Yeah. Like, if it was a maybe, I would be there. Like, I flew to Salt Lake City, Utah, thinking that WWE paid me cash, and I'd be able to buy my flight back, which was not the case. No. <laughs> Everything's recorded um, with them. <laughs> yeah, I was I was stuck for a couple days, but uh, I was like, remember that time I loaned you two dollars? I need that back. Uh, <laughs> but it's you got to be like tunnel vision. My personal experience, you know, everyone has their own journey, but I was tunnel visioned about my goals with wrestling. Like four days after I graduated high school, like I flew myself to Japan and trained in Takamishinoku's dojo for three months. You know, like I. Awesome. I was like, this is what I want to do. And I was like, nothing else. Like, I'm just going to be a wrestler. And you just have, you have to be obsessed. Like, I hate saying this word because so many girls say this word, but you have to be obsessed with it. Like, yeah, it's going to make you, it's going to break you. It's going to be unfulfilling. It's going to be the most fulfilled you've ever been all over and back. So you just have to love it more than it could ever love you. <laughs> that's, that's so true because if you don't do the work, no one's going to do it for you or no Absolutely one's going to vouch for you. Yeah. Okay. Here's Jonathan Chuda. He asks you, Sarah, will you continue to wrestle after having cash? If yes, will you return full or part-time? 
Um, if I'm able to finagle a way to comfortably have my kid on the road, I don't see why I wouldn't come back full time. Like if me and Ray freaking rent an RV and we just drive to each town and Cash just lives with us, but I have a farm. My mom can only take care of it so much. So like, you know, part of me is like, I'd come back part-time and do, but I'm sure you know this, Vicky, with WDB, you don't really get to pick how you come back. So. No, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Sarah? I know a company that works one day out of the week. I saw that, yes. I have it's- some things to think about. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, ah. Oh. I could, but yeah, I will come back day. to wrestling in some capacity. I'm sure of it. I love wrestling. It's pretty, pretty much the only thing I'm like really qualified to do. I don't have, I have my, I got my welding certificate in like high school, but I'm sure that's expired. Uh, so. Hey, it's, it's farther than some people have. So <laughs> don't, don't ever, don't underestimate yourself, but this is incredible. So um, as far as your, which is your Roseburg TV now you call it right for your, your yes yeah it's channel. instead of the wild and free TV because we had some like legal things to jump through so we ha- had to have the and TV in it and it was just too much so we're <laughs> Roseburg TV which is Roseburg is our family farm's name so it seemed very fitting and that's on YouTube and then people can find you on Instagram at Sarah Rowe and Twitter is Sarah Rowe as well is yes. that correct okay all right. So, is there any uh, is there anything uh, that you would like to say as before becoming a mom? I mean, is there anything like any uh, I don't know, just something that comes to mind? Like you think about uh, your freedom now, and what's something that you would that you're gonna have to uh, wait on after being a mom? Like I know sleeping till ten or eleven may not be able to be in the works. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I the chickens and my rooster unfortunately wakes me up before any alarm I could possibly have would wake me up. But um, I'm just hoping I don't like. Me and Ray are going to be very diligent on each other, not to. I'm sure there'll be times I slip, but I really don't want to be the parent that's like, don't stop asking me questions. Like, we just sit there quietly, please. Like, I want to encourage my kid to ask questions to do things to like be his own person and for me to never get this is an a not obtainable obtainable goal but for me do my to do my best not to get overwhelmed with how rambunctious they are and like always kind of encourage that in a way that's so respectful to others and other people's things but I I really want to be a you know, just a good freaking mom. <laughs> what I have in my head, I, you know, yeah. the end of the day, that's what every mom is trying to do. No matter what she decides, she's just trying to be a good mom, you know? So, yeah. You know, my advice to you, you know, after raising my two daughters, I think the one advice that's really important for me to, to let other people know is it doesn't matter how messy your house is, or if, if your clothes have spit up, if your child is giving you the most amazing one-on-one conversation or they just want your time. That time is so important. You never can get that back. You can always go clean the house. You can always, you know, um, go clean your clothes. But if your child is giving you the most important moment for the day, enjoy it and just soak it in. Because when they grow up, you can't go back to those times ever again. Aww. So just just capture special things every day and, and just enjoy it. And who gives a shit about, you know, if your house is dirty or 
you know, okay, the chickens need to be fed. That's important. But, you know, if, if you and Eric are having, or you and Ray is just having like this great time with your, with, with cash, that's all that's going to be important. And who cares what else is going on around you? No, that's beautiful, Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I am wishing y'all so much love and success on your birth. I know I'll see it on Instagram. I'm following you. I'm watching everything you post because it's fascinating to me. And when I move into my land and um, and I get my chickens, I'm going to have to call you because. Please um, do. Please yeah, do. because we really want to have, you know, our pasture where we can like, you know, have the animals live off the land and just not bring in all this garb, you know, we just want to, we want to uh, live, you know, healthy and just free and not worry about going to the grocery store so much, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, going to feed stores, like my husband's like so excited about, you know, if we can get a cow or, you know, get some goats and just, and just let them, you know, nourish us and we can nourish them and you know, have that full circle of life. So that's my story. <laughs> I'm going to call you. I think that the coolest thing about having a farm is that you can walk outside every day and see what your hard work is doing. Like if you're at a job and you're clocking in the hours and blah, blah, like you're not, a lot of times you're not going to be able to see like what, what your purpose is there. Right. There's not a day that goes by that I don't know what my purpose is here. And like, I don't know that like I'm fulfilling it. Cause if I didn't, these animals would die or like they wouldn't be as healthy or happy. And like, yeah, it just, farms give you such great purpose i'm excited for you to like experience that well i don't have i think i'm gonna have five acres that's what we're looking at right now it's huge for me so five acres yeah (laughs) i can't wait to i I would love to go see uh where you live one day and i just i wish you and ray so much love and thank you for taking the time out to be on my show and um i just i think the world of you and i'm so excited for you to become a mama Oh, thank you. I had a great time. Sorry, I'm pregnant and my brain isn't working. I was like, <laughs> I I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that you were okay. That was my only concern. The show can wait. We I have a friendship with you. Like your health is more important to me. <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> and it's my show, so I'm the boss, so no one can tell me yeah, your name. Like, oh, yeah. I, about, <laughs> yeah. but um, I wish you so much love, and you look beautiful and thank you so much for being my friend and I I wish you so much love oh thank you you're the best like seriously Uh, thank you thank you Sarah take care and give Eric and give Ray my love okay I will all right bye all right guys there you have it thank you to Sarah Rowe for being on my show I wish her and Ray so much love with the future of their baby boy cash being born at the end of this month. And I am so excited for them. I can't wait to start my own ranch. And I know that I have a personal connection with Sarah that I can go to her with all my questions about my chickens and goats and rescue dogs and anything far in between of a ranch. I know that um, she's got my back, but thank you again, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I urge you to please go to your favorite podcast platform and download my podcast to uh, like, subscribe, comment. Um, every week, guys, I give you all the opportunity to submit your fan questions for my guests. I encourage you. This is my show as well as is yours. Enjoy yourselves. Thank you again. Take care of each other. Be kind. And we'll see you next week.